Welcome back, everyone. We are going to continue in Unit 3 in talking about conservation and ethics. Today, we're going to discuss aquatic invasive species, otherwise known as AIS. What are aquatic invasive species? Here's a great example of an aquatic invasive species. These are silver carp. Silver carp are very large uh, fish imported from Asia. Um, when infested into a river and a boat drives through, they have this habit of jumping up out of the water. <clears throat> they believe that it is a uh, kind of a fight or flight reflex by the fish uh, to escape other predators in, in their native native um, uh, Asian territories. But it is incredibly hard on boaters and fishermen uh, in the U.S. whenever they're traveling down a river at, you know, 10, 15 knots and these fish start flying out. Uh, go on to YouTube. Uh, in fact, in the, um, the Unit 3 uh, video selection, there are several videos on there about these fish just launching themselves out of the water and then crashing into uh, the boats and into people. These things are not small fish. This one right here is probably 25 to 30 inches. They can weigh between 15, 25, 35 pounds quite easily. These are large fish. The other characteristic about these fish is when they do jump up out of the water they impact with great force and have a tendency of uh, how do we say this um, exploding and I've, I've talked to fishermen uh, that are over on the, like the Wabash River uh, here in Indiana that when they hit a pocket of these things the entire river just erupts and you have all of these 25-pound flying bombs in the air that they're traveling through, and it hits the boats, and it will just totally knock out a $1,500, you know, Garmin fish-finding uh, system, uh, break antennas, break rods, uh, just just cause havoc. And when they explode, now you got fish guts and blood all over the place. People slip and they fall and they hurt themselves that way. These are just a, a really, really nasty uh, invasive species that we have. A lot of boat damage, a lot of people damage. You get smacked in the face, you know, with a 25-pound weight, you know, when you're going through the water at 25 miles an hour. It is going to leave a mark. So a lot of these fishermen, when they get pull their boats and are heading home, their first stop is the car wash because they've got to hose their boat out to get rid of all the blood and guts left over from these fish. These fish were introduced into the U.S., of course, in the, uh, the deep south, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, probably Louisiana, in fish ponds, particularly aquaculture ponds and bait ponds. Remember, most of our 
our minnows that we we fish with we go to the bait store you know buy a couple dozen minnows they come from the deep south they are raised specifically for bait to keep those ponds clean back during the 70s they imported these silver carp these are very much rough fish they do not eat normal food the game fish are going to pursue uh, they are filter feeders they eat the plankton the zooplankton photoplankton so on and so forth out of the water <coughs> <coughs> so you can put them in a pond and as they they filter out the plankton they're cleaning the water and you can maintain <clears throat> very good uh, water quality but the problem is that the first flood that comes through washes through these ponds uh, now they're into the mississippi river from the mississippi they just travel upstream uh, into the missouri river the red river the uh, tennessee river up to the ohio river into the wabash river and right up our good old uh, White River. We have silver carp at the base of Lake Monroe Dam. They have not gotten into Lake Monroe yet. Uh, DNR is just just terrified that these guys are going to uh, make the jump, uh, well, figuratively, uh, from Salt Creek, right below the dam, into Lake Monroe. And from Lake Monroe, they can travel up Salt Creek into Brown County and then eastward. How would they make this jump? Well, some fishermen down below the dam wants to catch some bait and uses a, a cast net, uh, collects you know two or three dozen uh, uh, small bait fish, then takes them up into Lake Monroe and fishes with them. When he's done, he dumps the bucket into Lake Monroe, hence a stocking program. And so if you go down to uh, uh, the dam, there are all kinds of signs warning fishermen not to do this because they don't want to get the silver carp into Lake Monroe. Well, what's the big deal if they do get into Lake Monroe? The big deal is that these guys eat plankton. Yeah, so largemouth bass don't eat plankton. No, but largemouth bass do eat fish that eat large, uh, that eat plankton. So they're disrupting the, the food chain at the base level. And it's very much like the gizzard shad. The gizzard shad ate, ate plankton. And it nearly collapsed the lake until they introduced the aquatic invasive species. So these things are not good. Um, silver carp reproduce like crazy. I forget the exact you know numbers, but I believe that they can spawn almost like every month of the year. It is just phenomenal how quickly these fish can reproduce and it's phenomenal how quickly these fish grow to reproductive age. There have been entire sections of rivers that are declared dead. Uh, the Missouri River is incredibly impacted by, by uh, silver carp uh, and a Asian carp in general. Um, just 
entire sections, miles and miles of river that are dead. There's no small uh, smallmouth, largemouth, bluegill, minnows, carp, anything. It's just gone, except for the silver carp. In fact, if you, I don't think I have a video in the list on this, but if you Google uh, Missouri River Asian Carp Tournament, you will find videos of a vain attempt of trying to control these things in which organizers uh, at the uh, one place they announced a tournament people would come in in all manner of a fishing boat of, of you know ski boat things like that armed with nets very large landing nets and you would go out into the river and as the the, the boat is moving through the water the the sound of the engine activates these fish to go airborne you have a net you catch the fish airborne dump them into the boat and when your boat gets full near sinking you go back to the dock unload these things and they weigh them and the highest number of landed fish that day win a special prize and you can imagine, I mean, there are literally tons of fish taken out of the river uh, this way. What do they do with the landed fish? Well, <laughs> Perina Pet Food has sent semi-truck trailers. I am not making this up. Semi-truck trailers to the, the, the landing areas, and they are taking the fish back to their plants, and it becomes dog food and cat food. I believe they also turn some of this into fertilizer, uh, fish meal. So, and of course, it doesn't really even put a dent in the, in the, uh, the, the ecosystem. I mean, these things are just so plurit. There are so many of them. Uh, there are other um, more sporting type events. Uh, bow hunters, archers have really gotten into this. Where you're out on a boat and, oh, look, a fish flying through the air and you shoot it. And you reel it in and that's bow fishing bonanza. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, Tennessee has really encouraged bow fishermen to go after these carp. They will go into, there, there's videos um, uh, along the Tennessee River, and I believe even in the Ohio River. Well, they'll, they'll go up to the back of one of the dams and like Gundy engine, and these carp just explode load up out of the water. Look this up on YouTube. It's absolutely incredible. So, welcome to a new aquatic invasive species. Um, there are, are two specific types. There are the silver uh, uh, Asian carp that we, we just saw. This is the, uh, the big head uh, carp. That's um, uh, the fish, not uh, the fisherman. Um, here is the uh, another uh, big head carp. One thing that you can use for identification is the position of the eye. You can see right here that the eye is positioned below a center line from the mouth to the tail. 
And if we go back to the silver carp, here's the, the mouth and a straight line back to the tail. You can see that the eye is below that. So these Asian carp all have a low set eye. Here's a, uh, a placard that you'll see at many of the, the uh, <clears throat> boat ramps and the big head up here and then the silver carp down here. Then it goes into the scale patterns and things like that. Here is a rather poor illustration of a silver carp, a gizzard shad, and a big head carp. And you can see these things look kind of similar to each other. If you were just given this a passing glance, you would say, yeah, these are like the same fish. You can see the gizzard shad's eye is mounted above that center line. But, you know, these things are squirming all over the place, and it gets a little hard to tell. So this is the real problem that we have with, with uh, uh, spreading, that especially if you're using you know, bait fish like this, you can accidentally introduce these invasive species into a body of, of water accidentally. We talked about the, uh, the common carp. Technically, it is an invasive species that, again, we imported. Um, I think we are kind of resigned that this is a native fish now. You can, you can argue the, uh, the, the issue. Generally, carp are not terribly disruptive. Uh, they are bottom feeders invertebrates they're they're not affecting the the the, the plankton um, they do damage on in lakes and in rivers in the fact that they root uh, in in the in in the bottom they, they they stir up mud they can cause turbidity a lot of people do not want these and particularly private lakes they can pretty much turn a nice pristine lake into a big mud hole and if you're a, a bow fisherman or, or a fisherman, you might very easily gain access to, to private waters if you target carp and, and remove them. If we look at the Great Lakes, in which Lake uh, in which Indiana shares a very small portion of in, in Lake Michigan, we can look at the, uh, the all-wife uh, invasion. These came into the U.S. I believe in the 50s or 60s. Now, all wives are a, uh, an ocean fish, a saltwater fish, of kind of like a sardine. And they're, they're a food source for tuna and, and everything else in the, in the ocean. Uh, they, they made their way in. I believe the all wife came in through the, I think it was the Ohio Erie Canal. No, it wasn't the Ohio Erie Canal. It was the canal that cut across New York State from Lake Ontario to the Hudson River. 
and these things were in the, the Hudson River naturally, and whenever they opened up that canal, this was back in like the 1840s, 1850s, the, uh, the, the all-wife uh, you know, got into the canal and made their way all the way to Lake Ontario and from Ontario into Erie into uh, Huron into Michigan into Superior. There, I covered all five Great Lakes. This was a very much like the gizzard shad. Um, it was a, a food source that was not needed, and it really started to collapse the the other natural uh, species in there. Uh, this is when they introduced the uh, salmon into the Great Lakes to eat the alewife and. <laughs> We never want to say that aquatic invasive species is a good thing, but it did create a new sport fishing uh, industry uh, in the Great Lakes. So uh, this is a, a round goby, um, a cute little fish, uh, lives on the bottom, uh, has very interesting uh, fins, and this great big round, these great big round eyes. They really don't do any harm other than eating everything that everything else wants to eat. Um, they can very much disrupt a, uh, the, the ecosystem of, uh, uh, of other type fish like this, such as, such as the, uh, the, the sculpin. Uh, they have gotten into the Great Lakes. They are throughout, uh, states like, uh, Minnesota. Um, they do kind of have a benefit of a, a forage fish that other fish are just jumping on. If you want to catch good uh, big bluegill, go to Minnesota. I mean, they are producing five-pound bluegill. I mean, that is just unheard of in Indiana. But there's lakes up there that are infested with these gobies, and the bluegill are just chomping out they're going crazy i believe arizona also has these these gobies in some of their reservoirs and again bluegill are just ballooning you know because of this this new uh, forage uh, fish